This is what my 26th Christmas Eve message. And he is still alive. How weird. But anyway, you know, I've been pondering this one this year because uh, so much has been going on. Those of you who are part of this fellowship understand that we have many ministries in very difficult countries. I have a friend, Paul Gill, who sends me an update every Christmas. I got a letter from him, of course. He is in Vietnam, and he's teaching English. And he, like Pastor Paul in Myanmar, used the Bible as the book to teach. So I'm figuring he's going to get himself into trouble one of these days. Somebody's going, whoops, what do you mean you're doing what? But I think about it and I look at it. I look at Christmas on a global event. I don't look at it, you know, America's, we've got Santa Claus and some reindeers and Rudolph and, you know, I love Burl Ives too. Okay. But when I look back on it and I look really hard at it, I sit and I say, no, man, it ain't got to do with that uh, little celebration thing we do. That's what I wanted to kind of try to touch on. I, I gave the title to it. Us and him. And my secretary gave me a very hard time. You know, that's not proper English. And I was like, I've never been accused of proper English. I'm not sure that that's a big deal. I mean, if I use proper English, they know I didn't do it. When I think about the birth of this infant, I think about how does it affect us? How does it affect him? See, it fits, doesn't it? I'm not just a plain old hillbilly. I was a thinking hillbilly. Sometimes. Some of you get that, some of you don't. That's all right. Chapter 7 of uh, Isaiah 13 to 15, I shared this with you. Then he said, listen, O house of David, it is a slight thing for you to try the patience of men and that you would try the patience of God. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child, bear a son, and will call his name Emmanuel. He will be born to us. Bear a son. A child will be born to humanity. Chapter 9, 6 and 7. Here's where I really want to land. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. And the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdoms to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. From then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Okay, I want to show you something. This, you know how I get sometimes. Little bitty words just go. 
And wow, did you see that? And it's a word. Isaiah says a child will be born to us. Born to us. He will be given to us. You have the birth of a child to us. You have the gift of this child to us. Now then, when you think about the birth, you can go back and you can say, okay, it's a virgin birth, God's child in Mary, blessed among women is Mary, and you can go, yeah, 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 I agree with all that. Okay? That is humanity. Okay? But, He is a gift to us. Because the gift is Emmanuel. You know what that is? God with us. I shared with you in the beginning and in my welcoming. I was around when Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. And I was like, man, that's totally awesome. I mean, you just don't get much cooler than that. Okay? But how much cooler is God walking here? But he's born of a woman, and he was born of a woman to be a gift to us. Emmanuel, God with us. In uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 10 to 14, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Okay, I want to just give you a little footnote. Here's a rabbit, just right over here. You ready? I've had four people in the last six weeks tell me that they were approached by angels. You know what my first question is? What'd you do? Nothing. I talked to them. Ask them they were afraid. Every time I see somebody talk to an angel in the Bible, what's their first response? Oops. How deep can I dig this hole? They're fearful. So, anyway, back on track. <laughs> what can I say? Verse 10. Angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring good news of great joy, which will be with all people. For today, in the city of David, there will be born to you what? A Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Read on down. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. Why? Born to you and me, a Savior. A Savior. Hmm. You know, I uh, 
I watch a lot of what goes on, you know, the little manger things, nativity things that churches will put out, and I see all this little cute stuff, and that's awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's that's cool. I really want to see somebody bring in a bunch of camels and some cattle, though. I think that would be awesome, and it'd probably make it in the evening news, but I think that would be really awesome. So easily for us to forget that this child was born to us as our Savior. And Jesus, when he left, said, Lo, I am with you always. Emmanuel. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Do we understand that? When 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 you think about Christmas, you, you hear the cliches, well, the greatest gift has already been given. You don't have to get, if you don't get your new bicycle, quit your complaining because you got Jesus. Okay? But that's coming from people who don't understand that, yeah, you've got Jesus. God with you. God with you. Do we understand? I don't have any way of articulate this, and I've been working and wrestling with this for about three weeks, and I apologize. Do you understand that this infant baby came for us? This wasn't his 33-year holiday. He came for you and me. That he would be with us eternally. And I'm starting now. Back to Isaiah chapter 35. Listen, this is us. Okay? You know, I've got an ongoing debate with my mother and uh, her pastor and a couple of other different people in the United States on, okay, what's going on in our government and what, you know, what is this and what is that? Uh, you know, and I, I hate to be, well, you know, I'm a simple man. This isn't new. Go read Amos, go read Joel. And if you're really feeling like you're getting it handled out, then go check out Isaiah and Ezekiel. Alright, so Isaiah 35, the whole chapter. The wilderness and the desert will be glad, and the Arabah will rejoice and blossom like a rose. It will blossom profusely and rejoice with rejoicing and the shout of joy. I want to hear a rose shout. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Encourage the exhausted. Strengthen the feeble. Say to those with anxious heart, take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance and recompense of God will come and he will save you. The eyes of the blind will be open. The ears of the deaf 
will be unstopped. The lame will leap like a deer. The tongue of the mute will shout for joy. The waters will break forth in the wilderness. The streams of Arabah. The scorched land will become a pool. And the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals is a resting place. Grass becomes reeds and rushes. A highway will be there. A roadway. And it will be called the highway of holiness. The unclean will not travel on it. But it will be for him who walks that way and fools will not wander on it. No lion will be there nor any vicious beast go up on it. These will be not be found there, but the redeemed will walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord will return and come with joyful shouting to Zion with everlasting joy upon their heads. They will find gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing will flee. You know what that is? That's a baby in a manger. That's a baby in a manger. He accomplished all of that. He accomplished all of that. I have a quote here I would like to give with you to conclude us. Unless we understand the ugliness of our own sin and embrace Jesus Christ, who alone by his death and resurrection can save us from that sin, you do not have any connection with Christmas. John MacArthur. I mean, how many people are celebrating Christmas now and they have no idea why? I remember talking to his kids in Russia. It's funny because Stalin obliterated Christmas. It became Russia Day, Fatherland Day. And you weren't, they blew up churches, they destroyed everything, and you weren't allowed to talk about it. So if you ask a Russian kid, okay, this is in 2000, what is Christmas? Well, it's St. Nick's birthday. And it was obliterated. The children, three generations, have no idea what Christmas is. It's obliterated. Gone. Fooey. Poofta. Okay? Ask them what Easter is. Kids who come, grew up under communism, communist doctrination. You know what they told me? It's the resurrection of God's Son, Jesus Christ. Now, how's come their kids know that and our kids don't? That's amazing to me. That is absolutely amazing to me. And yet, they celebrate uh, Annunciation, which is when Mary was notified that she was with child. And it's a great Russian Orthodox celebration. They shut down the country and all the rest of it. This is what happens to us when we don't pay attention to the Scriptures. I think if you've been in this church very long, you know I've kind of have a bee in my bonnet over the Scriptures. Okay, I, You can have your opinion, and I know it is of great value to you. 
Okay, hallelujah. All right? But it really don't matter. What does God say? All right? So that brings me from us to Him. And I'll conclude with this. I told you that I love the Scriptures. 66 books sit here before me that reveal to me the person, the character, and the mind of my Creator. If you begin in Genesis, you will find Jesus Christ is the ram at Abraham's altar. If you move over to the book of Exodus, you will find Jesus Christ is the Passover lamb. If you move to Leviticus, you will find Jesus Christ is our sweet-smelling aroma. Go on to Numbers, you will find Jesus Christ is the bronze serpent on Moses' pole. Move on over to Deuteronomy, He is the manna in the wilderness. If you move to Joshua, He is the scarlet cord that was around Rahab's window that protected her. Go on to the book of Judges. You will find Jesus Christ is our faithful judge. To the book of Ruth, you will find He is our kingsman redeemer. First and second Samuel, Jesus Christ is our trusted prophet. Jesus in Kings and Chronicles, He is the fire coming down from heaven. Jesus in the book of Ezra, He is our faithful scribe. In the book of Nehemiah, He is the rebuilder of our broken walls. In the book of Esther, He is our Mordecai. In the book of Job, He is our Redeemer, whoever lives. In the book of Psalms, He is our Shepherd. In the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, He is our wisdom. In the Song of Solomons, He is our bridegroom. In the book of Isaiah, He is the suffering servant. In the book of Jeremiah and Lamentation, He is our weeping prophet. In the book of Ezekiel, He is our glory. In the book of Daniel, He is the fourth man in the fiery furnace. In the book of Hosea, He is the due to His people. In the book of Joel, He is the one who baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. In the book of Amos, He is our plumb line. Obadiah, Jesus is our legacy. Jonah. Jonah. He is our second chance. And Micah. He is our peace. And Nahum. 
He is our stronghold in the day of trouble. And Habakkuk, he is the personification of our hope. Zephaniah, he is the Lord mighty to save. Haggai, he is the restorer of our lost heritage. Zechariah, he is our coming victor. And Malachi, he is the son of righteousness with healing on his wings. In the book of Matthew, he is the Christ, the son of the living God. In Mark, he is the God of the second touch. In Luke, he is the third person on the Emmaus road. In John, he is the resurrection and the life. In Acts, he is the shining light on the road to Damascus. In Romans, he is our justifier. First Corinthians, he is the bread and the wine. In Second Corinthians, he is the ultimate authority. Galatians, he is the one who lives in me. In Ephesians, he is our unsearchable riches. Philippians, he is our prize. Colossians, he is our creator God. First and second Thessalonians, he is our soon coming king. First and second Timothy, he is the mediator between God and man. Titus, he's our blessed hope. Philemon, he is our friend who sticks closer than a brother. Hebrews, he is the final word. James, he is the Lord who heals the sick. First and second Peter, he is the chief shepherd. First, second, third John, he is love. Jude, he is one who keeps us from falling. Revelations, he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. See the difference between us and Him? What I just gave you there was the 66 books of the Bible. That's that baby. That's that baby. Okay? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. See why I'm kind of stuck on the Bible? Let's pray. Father, You are the Word. You incarnated it 2,000 years ago in a manger in Bethlehem. We celebrate it now, and the date is irrelevant. But the fact that you walked among men is the issue. Thank you, my King, my Lord. I praise you. I thank you for what you have done. I thank you for what you will do. 
Lord, help each of us to stand in the grace that is Christ Jesus. Help us not waver to the left or to the right, but help us to understand as the flowers in Isaiah rejoiced, may we rejoice with shouts of joy. So Lord, it's Christmas. Family is together. Well, sort of. Father, we are walking through a time that uh, man is using great fear. But Lord, I ask you that we look at your Bible, the 66 books of it, and say amen and amen. The child has done it. The ransom of the Lord will return and come with joyful shouting to Zion. We love you, Father. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen.